0: Shalom Aleichem. Peace be upon you and welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. The website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives and that's where you go to support this mission of truth. This morning we are looking at this week's Torah Parsha. Vayet Hanan. Vayet Hanan, actually. Let me give you the portion summary of... I'm from torahportions.org, the forty-fifth reading from the Torah and the second reading from the book of Deuteronomy is named Va'ech Hanan, which means "and I besought." The title comes from the first verse of the reading, which says, "I also pleaded with the Lord at that time." Deuteronomy three twenty-three. The portion completes the historical prologue of the Deuteronomy Covenant document and begins a rehearsal of the stipulations. Part of the rehearsal is the repetition of the Ten Commandments and the famous first passage of the Shema. Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. So this week is... Deuteronomy chapter 3, starting with verse 23, through chapter 7, verse 11. I'm going to be reading from the Hallelujah Scriptures this morning. Now, last week's Parsha, I brought up, or we pointed out, how Moses seems to blame the stiff-necked Israelites, for why he can't enter into the land. Now, the book of Numbers tells us it's because he hit the rock instead of doing it the way God commanded him, but Moses says it's because of them. And we kind of wrestled with that question a little bit. And it's the very first thing that comes up in this portion, also. But we're not going to focus on that aspect. I'm actually wanting to focus a little bit on God's response. To Moses' question, which is where the name of this portion comes from, Vayachanan. I pleaded with the Lord at that time, or I besought the Lord at that time. And his plea is, Let me go over into the land. And admittedly, God's response to him is surprising, and on the surface, seems harsh. One of the issues that I have struggled with in my life, shamefully, but admittedly, is contentment. I'm a, I'm a fairly driven person. So I'm always trying to achieve uh, whatever the, the next thing is, or whatever the next goal is. And I can really find myself in a position where I'm struggled or I struggle to be content with where I'm at, and with the path that God has given me. If you've read my book, I believe I talk about this in the End Times devotional book. It's one of the two. But I talk about a vision that I had, and I'm not going to recite the whole vision. But at the end of the vision, what was said to me is, I want you to be happy with the life I've given you. And that part has always puzzled me. It's like, what? Okay, that seems kind of a general statement. I mean, I don't understand what that's about. But as I've gotten older and I've grown and I've done this ministry work for going on 10 years now, I've really come to understand that it's because I would struggle with contentment. I bring all that up because I think that uh, when you hear this commentary from Matthew Henry about the situation with Moses you'll understand why I bring that up okay let's begin let's just have a look here let's start our portion for this morning open up your hearts and I pray the word of God will speak to you I'm going to read from the hallelujah scriptures Deuteronomy starting with chapter 3 verse 23 let's begin and i pleaded with jehovah at that time saying o adonai jehovah you have begun to show your servant your greatness and your strong hand for who is a mighty one in the shemayam that is to say the heavens or on earth who does according to your works and according to your might i pray let me pass over and see the good land beyond the Arden, this good hill country, and Lebanon. But Jehovah was enraged with me for your sake; it would not listen to me. And Jehovah said to me, "Enough with that! Speak no more to me about this matter." So please note. It seems harsh, doesn't it? Moses, who's done all this, he's done these, he's done this impossible thing. Obviously led by God, but he's been obedient and he's loved God and he's loved God's law, and it's because of him that these people are in this position to go into the go into the Promised Land. Obviously not. Moses was the vessel that God used. Obviously God's the one making the way, but you understand what I'm saying. And Moses is asking for a simple thing. Hey, I've done all you've asked and here we are. Are you are you really not going to let me your servant, the one that you talked face to face with, you're you're going to I'm not going to get to go into the promised land. Please. And he appeals to God's mercy in God's grace and God says no and he doesn't just say no he says enough with that don't bring it up again that seems hard doesn't it in the King James he says it says it like this let it suffice thee speak no more unto me of this matter and I think that that translation gets to the heart of it What's he saying? He's saying, Moses, be content. Be content with the decision. Be okay with the decision. Have you ever prayed something to God for years? And it's clearly a no, but you don't want to hear that, right? So you just keep praying for it. I I certainly have. Maybe God's saying to you and to me about whatever that thing is, let it suffice you. Be okay with what, with the path that I have put you on. Be okay with the portion I have given you. Here's Matthew Henry's commentary on this section, and then I'll, I'll read quickly, since I've taken up so much time on this. Here's what he says. Here is mercy mixed With this wrath and several things. God quieted the spirit of Moses under the decree that had gone forth by that word. Let it suffice thee. With this word, no doubt, a divine power went to reconcile Moses to the will of God and to bring him to acquiesce in it. If God does not by his providence give us what we desire, Yet, if by his grace he makes us content without it, it comes much to one. Let it suffice thee to have God for thy Father and heaven for thy portion. Though thou hast not everything thou wouldest have in this world, be satisfied with this. God is all sufficient. He put an honor upon his prayer in directing him not to insist upon this request. Speak no more of this matter. It imitates that what God does not think fit to grant, we should not think fit to ask. And that God takes such a pleasure in the prayer of the upright that it is no pleasure to him, no, not in any particular instance, to give denial to it. That is beautifully written. There's some things, and we think it's and we think it's a good, you know, we're we're asking for it, we think it's a good thing. We are we're dumbfounded that God wouldn't grant this thing that's clearly good, right? Be satisfied with this. God is all sufficient. Be satisfied with this. God in heaven is your portion when he says to Moses speak no more of this matter it's not cruelty it's just to bring Moses in line with God's will for him be content Moses be content with the portion that you have received be content with me and eternity as your ultimate portion and don't stress and be over worried and be saddened and find yourself coveting and being discontent because of this thing that I have not allowed you to have in this world that speaks to me loudly I pray that it speaks to you too forgive me for taking up the first 10 minutes of the broadcast with just that point We've got a lot to read. I hope that that's spoken to you. I'm going to read until we get to the Shema, and then we'll talk a little bit about the Shema, so this will go fairly quickly. Let's get back to it. Verse 26. But Yehovah was enraged with me for your sake and would not listen to me. And Jehovah said to me, Enough with that. Speak no more to me about this matter. Go up to the top of Pisgah, and lift up your eyes westward, and northward, and southward, and eastward, and look with your eyes, for you do not pass over this garden." But commanded Yahushua, and strength him, to make him brave, for he shall pass over before this people, and cause them to inherit the land which you see we dwelt in the valley opposite of Baith Peor. And now, O Yisrael, listen to the laws and the right rulings which I am teaching you to do, so that you live and shall go in and possess the land which Jehovah Elohim of your fathers is giving you. Do not add to the word which I command you, and do not take away from it, so as to guard the commands of Jehovah your Elohim which I am commanding you. Your eyes have seen what Jehovah did to Baal Peor. And Jehovah your Elohim has destroyed from your midst all the men who followed Baal Peor. But you are clinging to Jehovah your Elohim. Our lives today, every one of you. See, I have taught you the laws and right rulings as Jehovah my Elohim commanded me to do thus in the land which you go to possess. And you shall guard and do them. For this is your wisdom and your understanding before the eyes of the people who hear all these laws, and they shall say, Only a wise and understanding people is this great nation. For what great nation is there which has Elohim so near to it, as Jehovah our Elohim is to us whenever we call on him? And what great nation is there that has such right laws and righteous right rulings like all this Torah which I put before you this day? Only guard yourself and guard your chai, that is to say, life diligently. Lest you forget the words your eyes have seen. And lest they turn aside from your heart all the days of your life, and you shall make them known to your children and your grandchildren. The day when you stood before Yehovah, your Elohim, and Harab, Yehovah said to me, Assemble the people to me, and make them hear my words so that they learn and receive me all the days they live on the earth, and teach their children. And you came near, and stood at the foot of the mountain, and the mountain burned with fire to the heart of the Shemayim, darkness, and clouds, and dense cloud. And Jehovah spoke to you out of the midst of the fire. You heard a voice of words, but saw no form, you only heard a voice. And he made known to you his covenant, which he commanded to you, the ten words, and he wrote them on two tablets of stone. And Jehovah commanded me at that time to teach you laws and right rulings, for you do not, for you to do them in the land which you pass over to possess. Therefore, diligently guard yourself, for you saw no form when Jehovah spoke to you at Horeb, out of the midst of the fire lest you should do corruptly and shall make for yourselves a carved image in the form of any figure and likeness of male or female and the likeness of beast that is on the earth and in the likeness of any winged bird that flies in the shamayim the likeness of any creature that creeps on the ground or likeness of any fish that is in the water under the earth unless you lift up your eyes to the shamayim and shall see the sun and the moon and the stars and all the host of the Shemayim, and ye be drawn away into bowing down to them and serving them which Jehovah Elohim has allotted to all the people under the Shemayim. But Hehovah has taken you and brought you out of the iron furnace, out of Mizraim, that is to say Egypt, to be his people and an inheritance as it is today. And Jehovah was enraged with me of your words, and swore that I would not pass over the garden, and that I would not enter into the good land which Jehovah your Elohim is giving you as an inheritance. For I am to die in this land, and I am not passing over the garden, but you are passing over and shall possess that good land. Guard yourselves, lest you forget the covenant of Jehovah your Elohim which he made with you and shall make for yourselves a carved image in any likeness Jehovah your Elohim has commanded you. For Yehovah your Elohim is a consuming fire and a jealous el. When you bring forth children and grandchildren, and shall grow old in the land, and shall do corruptly, and make a carved image in any likeness, and shall do what is evil in the eyes of Jehovah your Elohim to provoke him, I shall call the Shemayim and the earth to witness against you on that day that you soon completely perish from the land which you pass over the yard and to possess. You do not prolong your days in it, but are completely destroyed. And Jehovah shall scatter you among the peoples, and you shall be left few in number among the Gentiles where Jehovah drives you. And there you shall serve mighty ones, and work of men's hands and wood and stone, which neither see nor eat nor hear nor smell. For from there you shall seek Jehovah your Elohim and shall find when you search for him with all your heart and with all your being. In your distress, when at these words shall come upon you in latter days, then you shall return to Jehovah your Elohim and shall obey his voice. For Jehovah Jehovah your Elohim is a compassionate hell. He does not forsake you, nor destroy you, nor forget the covenant of your fathers which he swore to them. For ask now of the days that are past which were before you since the day that Elohim created man on the earth. And ask him from one end of the Shemayim to the other end of the Shemayim whether there has been a word as great as this, or has been heard like it. Has a people heard the voice of Elohim speaking out of the midst of the fire as you have heard and live? Or has Elohim tried to go and take for himself a nation from the midst of the nation by trials? And by signs, and by wonders, and by cattle, and by a strong hand and an outreached arm, and by great fearsome deeds, according to all that Jehovah your Elohim did for you in Mitzrayim before your eyes, you have been shown it to know that Jehovah Himself is Elohim; there is none one besides Him. From the Shemayim He left you hear His voice to instruct you on the earth. He showed you his great fire and you heard his words out of the midst of the fire. And because he loved your fathers, therefore he chose their seed after them and brought you out of midstream with his presence and with his great power to drive out before you nations greater and stronger than you, and to bring you in and to give you their land as an inheritance as it is today. And you shall know today and you shall recall in your heart that Jehovah Elohim himself that Jehovah himself is Elohim in the Shemayim, above and on the earth, beneath there is none else, and you shall guard his laws and his commands which I command you today, so that it is well with you and your children after you, and so that you prolong your days in the land which Jehovah your Elohim is giving you for all time. Then Moshe separated three cities beyond the Arden toward the rising of the sun, for him who killed someone to flee there. He who kills his neighbor unintentionally, without having hated him in times past, and might flee to one of these cities and live. Betsar in the wilderness, and level the land of the Reubenites, and Ramoth and Gilead for the Gildites, and Galen and Bashan for the Manashites. And this is the Torah which Moshe put before the children of Israel. These were the witnesses and the laws and the right rulings, which Moshe spoke to the children of Israel after they came out of the Shemayim, or after, after they came out of Mitzrayim, beyond the Arden in the valley opposite of Beth Peor in the land of Shachan, sovereign of the Amorites who dwelt in Hashbron, whom Moshe and the children of Israel had smitten after they came out of Mitzrayim they took possession of this land and the land of Og, sovereign of Bashan, two sovereigns of the Amorites, who were beyond the Yarden, towards the rising of the sun, from Aor, which is on the bank of the Wadi Arnon, even to Mount Sayanon, which is Hermon, and all the deserts plain beyond the Yarden, as far as the Sea of Areba, below the slopes of Pisgah. Chapter 5 Moshe called all Yisrael and said to them, Hear, O Yisrael, the laws and the right rulings which I speak in your hearing today, and you shall learn them and guard to do them. Jehovah our Elohim made a covenant with us in Harab. Jehovah did not make this covenant with our fathers, but with us, those who are here today, all of us who are alive. Jehovah spoke with you face to face on the mountain from the midst of the fire. And I stood between Yehovah and you at that time to declare to you the word of Jehovah, for you were afraid because of the fire. And you did not go up the mountain, saying, I am Yehovah your Elohim, who brought you out of the land of Mitzrayim, out of the houses of bondage. You have no other mighty one against my face. You do not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of which is under the Shemayim above, or which is in the earth beneath which is in the waters under the earth. You do not bow down to them, nor serve them, for I, Jehovah your Elohim, am a jealous El, visiting the wickedness of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing kindness to thousands and to those who love me and guard my commands. You do not bring the name of Jehovah your Elohim to naught, for Jehovah does not leave him unpunished, who brings his name to naught. Guard the Sabbath day, to Kadoshit, as Jehovah your Elohim commanded you. Six days you labor, and you shall not do, and you shall do all your work. But on the seventh day is the Sabbath of Jehovah your Elohim. You do not do any work. You nor your son, nor your daughters, nor your male servants, nor your female servants, nor your ox, nor your donkey, nor any one of your cattle nor your stranger who is within your gates so that your male servant and your female servant rest as you do. And you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Mitzram and that Jehovah your Elohim brought you out from there by a strong hand and an outreached arm. Therefore, Jehovah your Elohim has commanded you to perform the Sabbath day. Respect your father and your mother as Jehovah your Elohim has commanded you that your days are prolonged and so that it is well with you on the land which Jehovah your Elohim has given you. You do not murder. You do not commit adultery. You do not steal. You do not bear false witness against your neighbor. You do not covet your neighbor's wife, nor do you desire your neighbor's house, his field, nor his male servant or his female servant, his ox or his donkey, or whatever belongs to your neighbor. These words Jehovah spoke. To all your assembly in the mountain, from the midst of the fire, of the cloud, and of the dense cloud, and the cloud voice, and he added no more. And he wrote them on two tablets of stone, and gave them to me. But it came to be, when you heard the voice from the midst of the darkness, while the mountain was burning with fire, that you came near to me, all the heads of your tribes and your elders, and said, See, Jehovah your Elohim has shown us his esteem. And his greatness, and we have heard his voice from the midst of the fire. Today we have seen that Elohim speaks with man, and he lives. And now why should we die? For this great fire is consuming us. If we hear the voice of Jehovah our Elohim any more, then we shall die. For who is there of all flesh, who has heard the voice of the living Elohim speaking from the midst of the fire, as we have and lived? You go near and hear all that Jehovah your Elohim says and speak to us all that Jehovah our Elohim says to you, and we shall hear and do it. And Jehovah heard the voice of your words when you spoke to me, and Jehovah said to me, I have heard the voice of the words of this people which they have spoken to you. They have done well and all that they have spoken. Oh, that they have such a heart in them to revere me and to guard my commands always So that it might be well with them and their children forever. Go say to them, Return to your tents. But you stand here by me, and let me speak to you all the commands and laws and right rulings which you are to teach them, and they shall do them in the land which I am giving them to possess. And you shall guard to do as Jehovah your Elohim has commanded you, Do not turn aside to the right or to the left. Walk in all the way which Jehovah your Elohim has commanded you, so that you live and it be well with you and you shall prolong your days in the land which you possess. Chapter 6 And this is the command, the laws, and the right rulings which Jehovah your Elohim has commanded you to teach you to do in the land which you are passing over to possess, so that you revere Jehovah your Elohim to guard all his laws and his commands which I commanded you, you and your sons and your grandsons, all the days of your life and that your days be prolonged. And you shall hear, O Yisrael, and you shall guard to do that it might be well with you, and that you increase greatly as your Jehovah Elohim of your fathers has spoken to you, a land flowing with milk and honey. Please note, the next five verses Are that we're getting ready to read are known as the Shema, Now, I did an article two or three years ago, it's been. I'm going to try to pin this to the top of my blog, and I'll send out an email this week with the Shema. This weekend with the Shema. Let me tell you a little bit about what it is. I know that we're already 30 minutes in, but this is important. The Shema, which is also known as the greatest commandment. I'm just going to read you my blog post from 2020. In the book of Deuteronomy, we come across a very important passage. This passage includes the Shema, which is a very prominent and important prayer within Judaism. It also includes what is referred to by Jesus himself as the greatest of all commandments. This passage is Deuteronomy 6, 4 through 9. Here's what it says in the King James. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, is one Lord. Actually, you know what? I'm going to read it from the Holy Scriptures. Deuteronomy, starting with verse 4 through 9. Hear, O Yisrael, Yehovah our Elohim, Yehovah is one. You shall love Jehovah your Elohim with all your heart and with all your being and with all your might. And these words which I am commanding you today shall be in your heart. And you shall impress them upon your children, and shall speak them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. And it shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontless between your eyes. And you shall write them on the doorpost of your house, and on your gates. Hear, O Yisrael, Jehovah, Elohim, our Elohim, Jehovah is one is Ahad. You shall love Yehovah your Elohim with all your heart and with all your being and with all your might. That is the Shema. Back to the blog post. Oh that we would burn this passage upon our hearts and memory forever. The very first verse is known as the Shema, a prayer recited by many Jews around the world for thousands of years, often included in the morning and evening prayer service and spoken over their children, at night before bed, hear, oh Yisrael, Yehovah our Elohim, Yehovah is one. And the very first word is Shema, Yisrael, Yehovah Eloheinu, Yehovah Had. If you were gonna remember a prayer in Hebrew, like you wanted to commit one to memory to get you started, this would be the one, right? Shema Yisrael, Yehovah Eloheno, Yehovah Ahad. Shema Yisrael, Yehovah Eloheinu, Yehovah Ahad. Hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. I'm just going to stop there with the article so we can finish our portion for this morning. But I will pin that to the top of the blog post. So if you go to scriptureandprophecy.com, it'll be there. We just have a handful more verses to get through. Like 30 more verses to get through. Let's wrap it up. I pray you've been blessed this morning. Starting with verse 10, chapter 6. And it shall be when Jehovah your Elohim brings you into the land of which he swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Yitzhak, and to Yaakov, to give you great and good cities which you did not build, and houses filled with all kinds of goods which you did not fill and wells dug which you did not dig, vineyards and olive trees which you did not plant, and you shall eat and be satisfied. Be on guard lest you forget Jehovah who brought you out of the land of Mitzrayim, from the house of bondage. Revere Jehovah your Elohim and serve him and swear by his name. Do not go after other mighty ones, the mighty ones of the people who are all around you, for Jehovah your Elohim is a jealous El in your midst lest the displeasure of Jehovah your Elohim burn against you then he shall destroy you from the face of the earth do not try Jehovah your Elohim as you tried him in Bashan diligently guard the commands of Jehovah with your Elo- uh, diligently guard the commands of Jehovah your Elohim and his witness and his laws which he has commanded you and you shall do what is right and good in the eyes of Jehovah that it might be well with you And you shall go and possess the good land which Jehovah swore to your fathers, to drive out your enemies before you, as Jehovah has spoken. When your sons ask you in the time to come, saying, What is the meaning of the witness and the laws and the right rulings which Jehovah our Elohim has commanded you? Then you shall say to your son, We were slaves of Pharaoh and Mitchram. And Jehovah brought us out of Midstream with a strong hand. And Jehovah sent signs and wonders and great grievousness upon Midstream and upon Pharaoh and upon all his household before our eyes. And he brought us out from there to bring us in, to give us the land which he swore to our fathers. And Jehovah commanded us to do all these laws, to revere Jehovah our for he is good always, to keep us alive as it is today. And it is righteousness for us when we guard to do all this command before Jehovah our Elohim as he commanded us. Chapter 7, 11 more verses. When Jehovah your Elohim brings you into the land which you go to possess, he shall also clear away many nations before you, the Hittites and the Girgashites and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Pezzarites and the Hivites and the Yebazites, seven nations greater than mightier than you. And when Jehovah your Elohim gives them over to you, you shall smite them and put them under the ban completely. Make no covenant with them and show them no favor. And do not intermarry with them. You do not give your daughter to a son and you do not take his daughter for your son. For he turned your sons away from following me to serve other mighty ones. Then the displeasure of Jehovah shall burn against you and promptly destroy you. But this is what you do to them, break down their altars, destroy their pillars, and cut down their asherim, and burn their carved images with fire. For you are a kodesh people, that is to say a holy people, to Jehovah your Elohim. Jehovah your Elohim has chosen you to be a people for himself, a treasured possession above all the peoples on the face of the earth. Jehovah did not place his love on you nor choose you because you were more numerous than any other people. For you were the least of all people. But because Jehovah, loving you and because of him guarding the oath which he swore to your fathers, Jehovah has brought you out with a strong hand and redeemed you from the house of bondage from the hand of Pharaoh, sovereign of Mishraim. And you shall know The Yehovah Elohim, He is Elohim, the trustworthy El, guarding covenant and kindness for a thousand generations who love Him and those who guard His commands. But repaying those who hate Him to their face to destroy them. He does not delay with him who hates Him. He repays Him to His face. And you shall guard the command and the laws and the right rulings which I command you today to do them. That, my friends, is our study for this morning. That is Parsha Vayakh Hanan. I pray you've been blessed this morning. Uh, there was a lot more that came out this morning than I was expecting. I pray that you were blessed by that b- the beginning conversation about contentment. And obviously, I pray you're blessed by the Shema. Let me read it to you one more time. Shema Yisrael, Yehovah. Elohimu Yehovah Ahad. Thanks for listening, friends. Thank you to those of you who support this podcast. Uh, it's a great blessing to me far beyond what I deserve. Thank you for those of you who are praying for me. I still need lots of prayer. Peace and grace be with all of you, and until next time, God bless.